0: you guys. It's Leanne and Mason here for our Different Perspectives podcast. We are grateful to have you listening to us today. And I, we want to talk about contagious stress today. So let's just talk first about the premise of this podcast and why we are doing what we're doing. So Mason's my 19 almost 20 year old son and he uh, has been raised in a home where we are very aware of subtle energies and how manifesting works through those fields and i'm an energy healer and intuitive and i teach classes on the topic and do energy healing for people uh, and mason's just in the middle of trying to manifest his adulthood just getting started, right? <laughs> and so we, we just talked about various topics about manifesting thought processes and things like that, law of attraction. So today though, I want to talk about stress being contagious. We're definitely practicing that in our house. <laughs> contagious stress. Um, so Mason has been away at college and has an apartment not too far up the up the road from us, about an hour away. But Recently, um, over the pandemic time period, he's been home more often again, and um, is is presently working from somewhere nearby. So, uh, let's talk about it. Did you? So you you know this morning was like a perfect example, right? Where you were late, or you thought you were late for your employment. <laughs> you weren't actually late, but you were running around and. and you were doing things to get ready and you were definitely not necessarily ready. And what did dad and I do? Freaked out. (laughs) Freaked out because it's stress on us, right? The words we use is you make us stressed out. We are trying to manage our lives too. And you're bringing stress to the house. What do you think about that? What happens when you're with your roommates and you feel stressed like that? Well,
1: I think that it's a, more of a cohabitation with roommates like so you're you're your own independent person and you rely less on the other person for um like their plans and stuff they can kind of do their own thing but i think that when it comes to like a family everybody's schedules overlap with each other and everybody is always doing stuff with other people in the house and i think that with roommates there's not necessarily that
0: right right so but and, and I also think that there's, um, you know, a sense of responsibility that I have your dad has over you that maybe your roommates don't have. But if we think about energy exchange, so we were talking about that article that is stress contagious and some studies about the fact that, yep, stress is contagious and it actually um, even talks about stress being um, Contagious stress being a good thing. Did you did you remember that part of it? Where it was basically like it creates connection with the tribe and creates um, empathy and compassion when when you understand that one of your tribe members is, is stressed. What I mean, so what do you think about that? Does it help you for people around you to know the kind of stress you're under when you're kind of creating and manifesting? Or do you wish that people would just stay out of your business and let you be stressed all by yourself?
1: Well, I think that the word you were using was perfect, tribe, because I think it does go to the primal part of our brain uh, that focuses on community. And I think that if someone feels isolated in their stress, then it makes the stress kind of build on itself. And if someone else can come in and say, yeah, that's really stressful, that can be a really stressful situation, then it really can relax you and your stress when you're kind of it's almost like sharing it with someone.
0: Right. And I'm gonna make my little PC comment about we're not culturally appropriating the word tribe. We're just using it as more of a term of of the people that you know you rely on that got your back that are the resources in your community that are the people who you go to at any given time. Um, so when you think about Mason manifesting what you understand you sometimes talk about the fact that you have to go to the worst case scenario in order to learn you. So go to that stressful point. And when I teach law of attraction, I teach feelings are good. Feelings are useful, but they are a little bit um, like, as if you get into the negative, that's a blocking of manifestation. And especially if you dwell on the negative or habitually get into the negative, if you don't find a way to,
1: zen out,
0: calm down, figure it out, then it's difficult for things to come through with the manifestation fields. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely true. But I think that um, we will lean on others regardless, even if we are having like, even if we can go to this like zen place and we can calm ourselves down, I still think that we're going to try and people are going to try and share it with others. Share the or share the... Share the stress, because okay. I think that people require validation for it. Okay. And I think that there's this certain amount of doubt about whether you should or should not be stressed out. You, you can say to yourself, I'm super stressed out, but I shouldn't be stressed out. Or you could say, I'm super stressed out and I should be. This is justified. But I don't think that some people can. I think that they have to have someone else tell them, yeah, your stress is valid for them to actually accept it if that makes any sense.
0: Well, I definitely can tell you my stress feels valid to me whether I get somebody else agrees with me or not. I don't know. (laughs) Um, And I just want to shout out to all you guys who are are joining us live. Um, If you're joining live and you have comments or things, we definitely welcome them. If you're listening to this later, we also welcome comments. We can address them in later episodes. Um, So stress as a way and validation. So here's the thing too, like if I get into a group of people and all I'm doing is bitching and complaining, for lack of a better word, and you are validating my complaints and and not at all suggesting that something could be different, wouldn't that just mean we're all wallowing in it together?
1: Yeah, I definitely think that's true too. But I do think that it will make the stress seem more insignificant it's like if you're doing the same job as four other people and you feel a lot more stressed than you think that they are then it might feel invalidating mm. say it's not justified for me to be stressed out because these people are doing uh, exactly what i am doing and are like not incredibly stressed out okay and i think that's the invalidating side
0: well and do you think though that they aren't stressed out or they're just containing it better or coping better
1: well i think that's why sharing it helps validate it because i think that if nobody says yeah that specific thing is stressing me out as much as you then you won't ask because it will seem insignificant if that makes sense
0: okay well so in that article that i I sent you um it talks about that brain tape changes are can be detected instantly when you're exposed to just to stress and, and that kind of thing. And you know, you are kind of presently in this different environment, to various different environments, right? I have a pretty consistent exposure to my environments, right? I go to work, I come home to your father and you and Jack, and maybe every once in a while with COVID, not very much seeing friends and family, but for the most part, I can have a pretty predictable circle of energy. You, on the other hand, I mean, going to university classes and having a job where you're in a variable kind of environment, how do you adapt to those changes? And what I mean, what do you notice? How do you do you notice a difference between like just being at home versus being out in the world energetically?
1: Energetically, yes. Being exposed to other people's. I don't know if it's even like stress. I think it might be even other people's work ethic makes yours feel like it needs a boost. And I think that it does help because I think you're stress.
0: And you'll work hard.
1: Yeah. And if, if you see lots of other people working hard around you, no problem. I think it, it'll motivate you to work a lot harder. And at the same time, if you see a lot of people stressed out around you, then I think you're more likely to be a lot more stressed out.
0: Right. But what if you're in a work environment where everyone's decided to be slackers?
1: Well, I almost think that there might be an intrinsic motivation there, uh, of, oh, I can easily do better than them because they're slackers. And if I just work hard, I can do a lot better, but
0: you think, do you think that works?
1: I think with some people, but I think that there's another, uh, type of person who would say, oh, everyone slacks off here. I guess I can too.
0: So I guess I'm just wondering, like, laziness is laziness contagious.
1: I would really say it depends on who the person is. I would say that in a home environment, laziness is very contagious. Because if someone goes, if you're playing, if you're playing video games all day or watching TV all day, and, or your roommate's watching TV all day, and then you come home from work and, you're, and you have stuff to do, and your roommate goes, no, 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 you can do that later. Just come, come watch TV or play video games. I think that that is where the laziness becomes contagious.
0: So then how come I can't work it the other way where I'm busy working hard around the house and you don't do it?
1: (laughs) Well, I think it's a, it's that, uh, like I can't, it's a can't more than a, I'm not motivated.
0: No, do, do explain. Can't what?
1: I think that there's this, I've convinced myself that I, there's no possible way I can work as hard as you.
0: A lot of people convince themselves of that. <laughs> I work pretty darn hard. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but is that not motivating or is that demotivating to watch somebody else work really hard?
1: I don't know. That's that's a tough one because if it seems like an impossible mountain to climb, I think that people just won't even try to attempt it. But um at the same time it might motivate them to work harder, but not as hard, if that makes sense.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> but it feels impossible. Someone won't even try, is what I think.
0: Yeah. Well, what if you worked with someone like me at your university, or, I mean, that was more like your age and doing your thing. What? What would you be annoyed with me? Would you be rejecting me? Would you be wanting to be mentored by me? What would you want?
1: I think it really depends on, um, because I have met people who do behave like that. And a lot of them, uh, have a very much a sense of, I don't, I don't want to call it entitlement. It's, it's more like, uh, superiority.
0: Oh, so you feel like people who are more targeted and their actions are more, they're working harder or more like putting off the air of superiority. Um, I think that someone who can check off all the boxes
1: like that has uh, everything going for them is very arrogant in what they can do, especially in college. Because I've met, especially in like biomedical science and nursing fields and stuff like that, there is very much, if they're like a 4.0 student, they are paying all their bills, they're working two jobs at a time, they will act like, well, why can't you do that? And not like, here, let me help you feel better about trying to get to where I'm at. It's very difficult to get to where I'm at. They go, why can't you? I feel like.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we should dig into this a little bit more because I, I, you know, there's definitely been over the years, people have accused me of like thinking I'm better than them, which if you actually knew me, you would not think that about me at all. But these are people who just have their own insecurities that get triggered by me. Right. So If I'm working really hard and I'm doing my best to go where I want to go, I'm setting my goals and I'm following through with my things. You don't think that it would be okay for me to kind of expect the people around me to do something similar?
1: Well, I think an expectation is okay, but going, uh, having the sense of, oh, it's easy. There's very much this, like, I can do it. Why can't you do it? It's easy for me. Why can't
0: you do it? Well, I'm not saying it's easy for me, but I could definitely see myself saying to you, I can do it. You can do it. I mean, I I have
1: been told I have been told it's not that hard to do this.
0: Well, we've we've talked about this before, because, you know, dad likes to say, you know, the boys aren't you, Leanne, because I did have I worked full time, got went to school full time, got my master's degree while I was pregnant with you. And I mean, I just, you know, I sailed through when I was 23. So I was very, you know, the whole time working full time, going to school full time. So I was very much like, go, go, go. And dad's always saying, oh, you can't expect that from other people. Right. So I guess I'm talking about the energetics of it. Like maybe I'm built that way. Okay. Maybe I am just a really strong type A built that way. And, but there's maybe other parts of me, that was like a coping deal or a necessity of some sort. I don't know what, I mean, what do you think when you hear that, that from dad or from me about yourself?
1: Um, I do feel like it's very different from where I want to be at is what I tell myself, I think. Because um, there's this very set routine that you guys probably both have that you have to do a lot every week and you have to do, very similar things every week and it's a lot of work and then there's me who just I really I would really like to focus on if I had that work to put all my passion into then I think that I would have a lot more work ethic and I think that it doesn't come naturally like if I just am given something I have work ethic to get it done I think I tell I ask myself well why am I doing this well what would happen if I didn't get this done the way that it I was told to get it done? And why should I be doing it in the first place? And I don't think I just see something and get it done. If that makes any sense.
0: So you're, you are lacking some sort of motivation.
1: Yes, but I think that it's um, not motivation in general. I think it's motivation around tasks that I feel no need to do. If that makes sense. Like what? Like, um, taking a class that has no relation to what I'm trying to study is a good example.
0: But that gets uh, less as you go through school, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, but there are still a lot of things where you're just like, well, I don't want to be doing this, even though I...
0: But it, how do you know unless you're exposed to it? What do I you mean, mean? I, I actually thought I was going to be an accountant. You know this, yeah. right? I went to business school and I took accounting classes and I was like, oh, heck no. (laughs) And I was encouraged to look into accounting because my father was an accountant and both my brothers are now accountants. Um, But when I took accounting classes, I learned I was not an accountant. And when I took marketing classes or customer experience classes, I was like, I want to be a customer experience person. So I wouldn't know that if I hadn't taken the classes that I didn't think were on my path.
1: Right. And I think it's more in the realm of like just getting down and reading the articles that I want to read and writing about what I want to write versus picking a topic that's completely out of my fields of interest and trying to write about it.
0: Mm -hmm. But don't we all have to do stuff we don't want to do?
1: Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's hard for me, specifically, to find the motivation to do something that I really don't want to.
0: But, I i mean, you say me, but don't you think that a lot of your friends are like that? A lot of people in your generation are like that?
1: Yeah, I would say so.
0: So, think- where does that come from? I mean, because I, you know, I definitely... I can see how you can misinterpret like the law of attraction and some of the energetic positive messages that I've given you over the years. I could see how you could kind of translate that into, you know, something that is, Oh, well only do what you love, align yourself with what you love and everything will come to you or whatever. Is that where it's coming from?
1: I think it's a place like that, but it's also a place of convenience. I think it is also a little bit of laziness and, this uh, feeling like you can do whatever you want. And I don't think anyone in my generation has really seen major consequences of doing whatever they want.
0: Okay. All right. So you feel like this is kind of the way that you've been brought to this point in your life. Or
1: the way that I brought myself to this point.
0: (laughs) Well, so, okay, so the, so then what do we do? Like, what, what does this look like And you try to enter the workforce if you only want to do what you want to do? It's
1: kind of like uh, pulling teeth. Like, you kind of got to force yourself to just do what you want to or do what you don't want to just to get this monetary, meet these monetary goals. And I well, think that that's how they're identified in our brains is, oh, I'm meeting these monetary goals. I don't want to be here but I'm doing what I need to. Right. So that makes me feel a little bit better about doing it.
0: So it's just about money.
1: Yes. For me, about
0: about things. What about the experience of it? I mean, what about, I mean, yes, it's money. It's not like you're going to clean a toilet because, you know, you, you want to experience the the cleaning the toilet, but you might want to experience the, having the clean toilet or in the community that you're part of that we all take part of doing what we need to do to keep it, keep the community running smoothly. You know, like what about all the bigger picture and not just the, I mean, I can see that people in my generation who might be hiring people like you might be pretty turned off by the mentality that I only want to do what's fun and I'm going to avoid everything else.
1: Yeah. And I think that it's, not exactly I just want to do what's fun. I think it's like, I don't want to do something that feels pointless and it's hard to find like meaning in a simple minimum wage job.
0: Yeah. And so what do we say to those people who have to work minimum wage jobs their whole life?
1: Um, Well, I've met a few of them and yes. And a while ago, And some of them are like very pitiful. They act like, Oh, have pity for me. I've been doing this for 30 years. And then there are others who just learn as much as they can about that specific task.
0: Get just really good at it and just have good work ethic regardless. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet those people are happier in their lives. I mean, wealth and money doesn't, doesn't say happiness. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's studies that show that people who are, you know, living in dirt huts are somewhat happier than those of us who have all the things we could possibly want.
1: Well, I do think that it's very different for like means, like if you are working a minimum wage job and yet you still can't put food on the table, that money can buy. It's not even happiness. It's like the necessities. If you, if you can get the necessities, then I think that money can't buy happiness past
0: that. So you're saying that if your basic needs aren't met, it's difficult to feel fulfilled.
1: Yes. I think that um, espe- like when they say money can't buy happiness, I think that they mean once you pass the point of necessities and once you're into this point of excess is when it really can't add anything.
0: Well, okay. So you are thinking about going into journalism Yeah. and you at one point said to me, I just have to learn to be poor because journalists don't make that much money. So tell me about that. Tell me you're willing to be a journalist and make minimum wage or be a journalist and work in another job.
1: I think it's more about the work in that case. Like, I think that if someone was doing something they absolutely love to do, they could wake up every morning and be excited to go to work. They'd be fine making minimum wage. I think that they would wish that that what they love so much would pay more, but I think that they would be happier about it.
0: Okay. All right. Well, what what about those service jobs that are, um, you know, I mean, or, well, let's take, I have a good chunk of clients that are, or actresses, or at least they were before COVID happened, right? But they were also waitresses and bartenders, because the jobs, the way that the acting jobs came through was not consistent enough to provide, you know, bills for rent, always. Um, so they were willing to do another job in order to do what they love. Or do you think that they are just reaching for, hoping that one day something would happen and they wouldn't have to work the two jobs?
1: Well, I think that that's the struggle between doing something you love or doing something that pays well, and either being comfortable with not doing something you love but making enough money to feel better about it, versus day in day out trying to find work in order to and i don't think that it's about the money at that point like the people that you might be talking about i don't think that they would do it for the money i think they would do it for the acting right
0: yeah i mean maybe (laughs) i guess it probably depends on the person
1: there's probably like a hope that they get noticed and get big but i think that they if they really love it then they will keep working that waitressing job until they can get to that point, right?
0: Yeah, well, you know, and I mean, with what I truly believe about manifesting is that we are all trust fund babies of the universe, okay? We can have what we want, the universe will help us align with what we want. I don't think that that's a, a, any of us are getting denied that. Um, but I think that some of us came here to be in service jobs more than others, and and maybe that is fulfilling or not, right? Um, so, like for example, trash collectors, or um, people who are digging those ditches in the ice and the snow to put down power lines, or you know, the custodians for our schools. Hello, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, kinds of things. I mean, I, I, I don't. I guess I. I think there's so much more measurement than money. And and I think that learning to get motivated by something more than just that is what you're going to be best served learning early.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know about trash collectors, you know, they because they make six figures. You
0: mean to tell me the guys who are driving the trash trucks around here are making six figures? Yep.
1: If you look it up, they are definitely making six figures.
0: Oh, we might have to fax check that one. Uh oh.
1: because <laughs> I, I know that they, I know that waste management does make a lot.
0: All right, everyone. For the record, look for the th- the feed where we fact check this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if you are a cl- trash collector and we'll making six figures, we also welcome you to let us know uh, <laughs> in a nice way. Go easy on him; he's young i think that there's just i mean a lot of people you know trying to find their way it's it's trying to find the groove of happiness it's not you know getting up being motivated to do, being motivated to do the side projects to do the things that we want
1: and i and i another part that i kind of wanted to add in was i think that feeling satisfied in home life can allow someone to do a more arduous job than someone who feels like they need to find fulfillment in their work. Right.
0: That's an interesting theory. Okay. So if they have like people that they love at home or they're, or they have a sanctuary to return to of some sort, whether it be just a studio apartment with, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, I think that's true. So, so what goes on for you when you're, I mean, because because, you know, roommate situations can be pleasant and unpleasant. So how does that impact your manifestation? Because lots of people in the world have roommates.
1: Yeah, I think that I uh, I didn't really want to leave the apartment when I was up there. Because I had uh, maybe the less positive influence roommate, more of a fun roommate. But at the same time, I felt satisfied. And I think I would feel more satisfied, like... Um, I don't know. Working a uh, forty hours a week and still being able to come and play video games every night.
0: You complained quite a bit about you complained about things there. I was well, but I we have to go back to tax checks, tax checks because in the comments we've got it 37,840 garbage thousand dollars. Garbage collectors made a median sal- salary of thirty seven eight hundred and forty in two thousand nineteen. The best paid twenty five percent made fifty thousand. That isn't very much, Mason, to take away trash all the time. This is the lowest paid. Twenty-five percent made twenty-eight thousand. This is money. The source is money.usnews.com. Careers says garbage collector salary. US News best jobs. US News money. Okay, that's the source. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, thirty-seven thousand dollars to do that hard job. I mean, I wind, weather, you know, no matter what happens, I mean, sometimes there's crashes blowing all over the neighborhood and there's snow and there's ice. I mean, that's pretty, it's pretty intense job to do for all of us just so we can go and put something in a garbage can and not have to think about it again.
1: Well, it is the most important thing if we were, if 200 years ago we would just have it in the streets.
0: Right, so the most important things aren't necessarily best-paid jobs and so motivation has to go past money right
1: yeah and I think that that's that's true for these big corporations too because I think that's another illusion that's put out is that money is more important than anything else at a lot of jobs where you work for a big company and people aren't important and I think that that would make you feel less motivated when money's being treated like
0: you're treated like a battery. Yeah, that's definitely. So let me say this one last thing is we're running out of time. So, so one comment is fine. It's about finding your purpose. And, you know, I think you can't necessarily find your purpose just by trying to stay on the railroad tracks, right? Like to just go forward. I think getting a job at where you're making minimum wage with crap labor, having meeting people of all walks of life, having different exposures actually gets you closer to your purpose than if you just just straight yourself into something and never more experience that. Wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, I would say that that's true.
0: So experience experiences is um is one of the things to enjoy, whether or not you're making minimum wage or whatever's happening
1: just to throw yourself in there
0: throw yourself in there <laughs> now go do your dishes okay bye <laughs> everybody thanks for joining we will be here again next week at four o'clock that's that's in theory um that our schedules are kind of always changing we're trying to coordinate things uh, but i'll be posting to to the youtube channel and the facebook live um so if you're subscribed to either one of those you should get a notice i find that the youtube channel does a little bit Better if you if you hit subscribe, and then the little the little button that says alert when somebody comes live, you'll get more of an of an awareness from me as far as when we're coming on. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. We always love your comments. I appreciate that the facts checking real time there, Melissa, and you guys take care.